guys. This is Mike and Paige. We are college sweethearts. We are deeply in love. We have four kids, and we currently... When you sound it like this, it just sounds like you're listing off things. Like, can you sound like we're deeply in love, or are you just going to list that we're deeply in love? You want me to sound like you? Hi, guys. This is Mike and Paige. We are college sweethearts who are, like, so in love, and we have four kids Who's more in enjoyable Nashville. To to? I dare to say me. <laughs> can this be the open? <laughs> I'm, so, guys, this is laugh so you don't cry. You give me a headache? Hey, guys, thanks for joining us. Um we were like, what do you want? What do you want to talk about tonight? I mean, we have a big list of stuff we're going through. Uh, and, you know, when you meet new couples and you're like having that like first dinner, yeah, it's typically that first dinner. You're like do hanging out. Do you guys out. do this? Do you like the wives get together at some mom's group? You really like it. Your husband's looking for a friend. Uh, I'm not so, looking for any friends. Yes, you are. I have friends. No, you don't. And <laughs> we like set up these play dates for our husbands to get to know each other because I really like her. So can you please really like them? Let me tell you something. We've been married for 10 years. We've been on a lot I've of I've been on so many of these. And I will say that 98% of them have been great. Great guys. Not all the time. There have, there have been a couple where I'm like... We always say like... Okay, in the couple, I want you guys to think about these couples that you know. And maybe you and your spouse. We always say that one's the rock star and one is the dud. Think about it. It's true. There's also another second. There's another law that we follow in dating. You're the dud. You're the dud. I am for sure not the dud. Have you looked at me? I'm not the dud. I'm a rock star. Okay. The second rule, if you look around all the couples that you know, is that the woman is vastly more attractive than the man. There are... You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are very far and few between. And this is why the girl is more attractive and the husband knows that she is more attractive. So he works real hard to keep her around. I'm just saying. And also it works out really well if the man has a better character. It just does. These are the rules. Well, I think that's how we're created too. Like men have a better character. Mm. We've been around longer than you. Bye. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Could have been days, could have been years. You have no idea. Anyway. Okay. So guys, we are going to talk today about how Mike and I started dating. How Paige came in and swept me off my feet. Swept you off your feet. I made that song up. I don't know. So so the first time we really met, we have something written down earlier, but the way that we really met is I worked freshman orientation at our college. ChristianMingle.com. Yes, absolutely. That's it. And that's the end of the story. (laughs) Urbanhookup.com. What? No. The way that Mike and I really met is I was working the merch table at the college that we went to, and he came up and was talking to me about merch. I did not realize that until maybe seven years into us being together. And he was talking to someone else at a merch table. And I was like, I've had this conversation before. (laughs) I've been here. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I remember we really met before this. But the first time we met, met on purpose. Let me go ahead and set the stage. Okay. I'm going to set the stage here. So we're at at Bible College in Spokane, Washington. Uh, Shout out to all my moody Spokane peeps. Boop, 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 boop. Um, 
and I was at the service station doing my homework like a good Christian boy, you know, because it, it's my freshman year. I'm like in the books. This, I'm going to be the best student they've ever seen. I was the, one of the worst students. But anyway, I'm sitting there minding my own business and this bubbly bubble comes up to me. I saw a sticker on the back of his laptop that said Moody Bible Institute. So mm-hmm. I knew that he was a new student. One, he's older than me, but I went to college straight out of high school. He went to a different college um, and then came to Moody later on. I went back to college when I was 25 for so the second time. I saw the sticker on the back of his laptop. Should have known that that would have been a um, precursor to or a foreshadowing of the rest of my life. There are stickers all over everything. everything. Anyways, I saw the sticker and I thought, oh, he's a new Moody. I should go up and say hi. And instead, what I said was... Hi, I'm Paige. You should know me. I have never said that in my life. I mean, maybe I've said it to other people joking, but like, who does that? But you were serious at this point. Okay, so here's what I would like to say. I had worked in New Orleans that entire summer before. I had lost like 40 pounds in the summer. I still don't know how I did it. We walked everywhere. Um, And there was no like snacking. (laughs) There was just whatever uh, our cook made. Anyways, so I was feeling myself. I knew that I looked good. And I guess I felt like today I was going to start hitting on people. I don't know. But I came up and apparently said, you should know me. And so I was like, oh, cool. You know, blah, blah. You know, we're talking about moody stuff, blah, blah. I don't think he was interested. I really wasn't. I was really like, I was an older student and I was around a bunch of like teenagers and like homeschool kids. Did you think I was a teenager? Did you think I was a teenager? You kind of look like, you looked young. I was 21. And I've got a type and that's not it. Um, and <laughs> Teenager's so, not your type? No. Hard um, pass. Hard pass. Um, but so I was like, oh, oh, cool. I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee again. So I got up and get a cup of coffee. So I have also never done this, but apparently I put my number in his phone. Listen, she was just full of firsts when it came to me. <laughs> There's so much we could take that with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I put my number in his oh, phone. Oh, you're gross. I know what you meant now. <laughs> oh. Mike is also that first, too. Uh, we, first snuggle. <laughs> yes. Yes. First snuggle. Absolutely. So <laughs> we, nothing ever come of, came of that. Apparently, he had a roommate who told him that I was just a flirt and that I meant nothing of it, that I was dating someone else. I was not dating someone else. Dude, I left my phone at the table because back then you could do that, you know, and she grabbed it and put her phone number in it. You didn't talk about that. You put your phone number in my phone and saved it. Yep. And I didn't know that because she didn't tell me. It's like she was going to... No, but you knew because you told Jun Yang. I don't remember that. What up, Jun Yang? Still love you. Um, so anyways, that happened. Nothing ever came about it. I uh, went to school to be a youth pastor. What up? I love teens. I went to Moody Chicago to get all of my youth pastor classes done, and I um, I thought that I was just straight transferring there, going to finish out my Moody career there. Um, nothing against Moody Chicago, just not my cup of tea. Did not love it as much. Tea sucks. So I wrote a blog back when blogs were a thing, and I said... Was it, was it a live journal? No. No. It was a blog spot, I think. Yeah, it was a blog spot. Anyways. Her, her title was Forever a Learner. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I think I had a mentor who said that you should never stop learning, that you should always read books, and that's how you stay ahead and 
are continually growing yourself. Anyway. Anyways. So I was at Moody Chicago, decided it wasn't for me. I wrote a blog telling people that I was moving back to Spokane. And Mike on Facebook, right, said, yep. hey, can we chat about it when you get here? Yeah. What did you say? Uh, some along the lines like, I'm really curious about going to Chicago. You know, what do you like? What do you dislike? Because I was up in the air about transferring too. I was trying to get out of Spokane. I'm glad I didn't. And yeah, I just wanted to pick her brain about why she was leaving. Right. I didn't think anything of it. So I had an internship in Idaho about two hours away from Spokane. And I was during that internship, I would come back for a couple of like, I think Friday and Saturday and then go back to um, Idaho for the internship. And during that time, Mike had stayed in Washington for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how, but I think you asked me on Facebook to yeah, go out to coffee. Yeah, I was like, it's a good cup of coffee. Right. So we shut down a Starbucks. Let me tell you. Talking. And there's, <laughs> I, I have a, actually have a picture of her I took while we were at that Starbucks. And it's one of my favorites. Oh my gosh, I love that picture. You're wearing these glasses that weren't real glasses. No, guys, I... <laughs> I look really good in glasses, but I don't have a prescription. Nope. Now I use blue light glasses because I'm look staring at a computer all the time. This episode's sponsored by Blue Light Glasses. Mm-hmm. They take the ouchie in your work. Out of your eyesies. <laughs> ouchie out of your eyesies. Um, and she looked at me. We're sitting, sitting there having coffee. We're talking. And she goes, okay, so we can be friends. This is not a date. Uh, and there's only one rule. You don't fall in love with me. And Maybe I had no, this is sponsored by pages full of herself. What I had, the crap? Yeah, so so far we got we got a, we got a couple of spots in there about that. I, I and I honestly at that time I was like no no I'm good I'm good because I would I didn't want to date anybody I wasn't interested in marriage, which is really weird when you're a Bible college kid because that's what you do you do. So. It's like on the checkoff list. Like you can't graduate until you have a perspective. So here's the thing. Here's the long game that Paige played with me. She met me at the merch. She met. She stalked me at the coffee shop. I did not stalk you. Then she put this blog out there for me to see. <laughs> you know what? That was its sole purpose. And then, and I was then, grabbing you up from a and then, car. And then here it comes again. She decides, hey, so the Starbucks is closed. Let's sit in your car and listen to your iPod. I did not say that. Okay, so hold on, hold on. I'm telling my side of the story, if you could please. Could you please? Okay. So I'm like, oh, cool. This is the test of friendship and relationship. Okay, this is a con. This is a con. This is a con. con. Okay. So I'm starting to go through my iPod video touch. Not not touch, iPod video. The little... Anyway. It had the wheel. It had the wheel. And I'm going through all these songs and we're listening. And she's like, oh, this is a great band. Oh, this song. Oh, it's a blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. Okay. So she, I'm she, like really up in the point. She's, she's okay, okay. You know what? He did have MXPX in his podcast or in his air. What is it called? iPod. And guys, there is not a worse band than MXPX. She doesn't like MXPX, which is fine. Magnified plaid. Shout out. Um. So I was like, okay, you want, you're really cool. Okay, you're, you're a cool cat. I got this. We're good. It was a lie, guys. She likes singer-songwriters. I love singer-songwriters. Dave Barnes. I love that's, Dave That's Barnes. the epitome of what Is she likes. problem. And Amber Lynn. I love Amber Lynn, but that's not singer-songwriter. I like Matt Wirtz. It's It Andy might as well Davis. be singer-songwriter. I love singer-songwriter. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I did kind of... Con me con you on that one i do love music and mike has introduced me to a lot of music that i love i just didn't necessarily love 
Oh, I don't love heavy metal, but Mike loves heavy metal. So, um, that summer I would come up and my friends started complaining that Mike and I were hanging out more than we were hanging out. And he, uh, and a lot of people were telling me to poop or get off the pot. Like what was going on with us? So one of my favorite things, favorite memories is that Paige got a job at the rocket on Maine, right? It's mm-hmm. on Maine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would drive way out of my way past 30 other coffee shops to go sit at this coffee shop and I would place my, my stuff and myself so I could do my work, but also be staring at the counter and the deli counter thing. And I would watch her serve people. It was a, it was a coffee shop, but it was also like a little deli. Sandwiches and and, bagels. Yeah. And bagels. And so I would make bagels. And I would watch her slice and spread the, (laughs) no, the the schmear, (laughs) some of the schmear. Um, and she'd also, she'd, she'd messed up a lot. And so she'd bring me the mess ups. And listen, as a fatty, I was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Pretty girl, bring me snackies. <laughs> oh, so, so here she is. She's, she's baiting and hooking me with the music. And then she's reeling me in with the food. <laughs> I wasn't trying to reel you in, but. The Lord, the Lord the works Lord in mysterious way. And uh, with, with bagels. So. so anyways, so we started hanging out more and more and more. People I were was, telling me to poop or get off the pot. I was falling madly in love with her. <laughs> like insanely. I was like, I, I couldn't stop thinking about her. And I was annoyed by it because I didn't want that. At one point, we were at a different rocket because uh, it's like a franchise in Spokane. We were at a different rocket and his, um, oh no, it was Rocket First and Cedar is what I worked at. Rocket in Maine was the one that we, anyways. At that rocket, we were having coffee, and his mom came to get to know me, which I should have thought was something. Like, she was like, oh, you've been here for a while. Can I buy round two? And she Oh, bought, that's right. She bought coffees. We were playing checkers. Um, and at that coffee shop... Should have been strip checkers. Oh, okay. I'll cut that out. That's Maybe not. Thing. We'll see. Uh, so, <laughs> at that coffee shop, he told me that he liked me. Do you remember that time? That was a different time. This is the first time you told me that you liked me. When you were wearing that plaid skirt and the black top. I definitely sh- don't remember And what the sheer I was leggings and you were those boots, the brown boots, and you sat there and I was like, hey. No, because I was like, hey, we need to meet and talk. That was when I told you I liked you. Uh-huh. The time my mom came was a totally different one. Okay. Well, but it was still the same coffee shop. Still the same shop. coffee shop, yeah. Tell that story. Which one? The one where... The, you, we're t- Let's put a long pause of air right here so we know to clip this. No, we're not clipping this. This is good stuff. Uh, okay. So things kept moving forward. We kept hanging out all the time. And I was like, okay, I've got to, I've, I know this is against the rule, but I've got to like ask her, you know, what's going on. So I said, hey, let's meet. And, I remember actually I called you. I called you instead of texting you. And she picks up the phone. No, this is when we were dating. This is when we were dating. I remember it because it was a sure? different apartment. Yep. Okay. Now, anyway, I was like, hey, we need to meet. Let's meet up. And so we meet and I'm like, hey, so I've got feelings for you. I like you a lot. And I would like to date you. And I said, 
I said, if it's between picking you and Jesus, I pick Jesus. And I don't think that the Lord has released me to date. Mm-hmm. So I said no. Yep. And I tried to put him down kindly. Was I? How did that feel? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tell mm-hmm. me how that felt. Let me go in my vault of feelings. It was okay. <laughs> uh, no. I was like, dang. <laughs> Jesus, you're supposed to be the, the way, the truth, and the light. Now you're just blocking my way. <laughs> but uh, no, he. Uh, it, it, I, was, I was like, okay, that, that sucks. But okay. And, but my feelings didn't go away. And I asked the Lord, I was like, hey, can you take this crap away from me? Because she just clearly doesn't want to be with me. So let's just start removing these feelings. And they didn't go away for like a whole month. A whole month. A whole month. Mm-hmm. But in college, that seems like a lifetime. It does. And so finally I was like, hey, girl, these feelings ain't going away. I don't know what to do with them. So I told him. Which sounds so cheesy now. It does sound super cheesy, but you know what? It worked. I told him to go and pray about it. And whatever the Lord told him to do, I would submit to it. Which, what? (laughs) W-T-H? What the heck? What the heavens? (laughs) What the heavens? There it is. Uh, So on Thanksgiving, I was going over to his house for... For dessert. Dessert, yeah. I had mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving dinner at my college pastor's house and then went over to his house for dessert. And uh, we went on a long walk. Yeah, and I, I had spent a lot of time in prayer about it. And I was like, just please remove them, like the feelings. Like, I don't we, know if you did. Did you really? I did. Mm-hmm. I was very dedicated to it because I wasn't about to like put myself with somebody who didn't want to be with me. And then also that wasn't, you know. A blessed union, <laughs> as they <laughs> okay. as as they all look for in Bible college, um, yeah. So, but it didn't go away, and I felt a clear clear okay from the Lord. And so we were walk. We went for a walk on Thanksgiving, and I was like, "Yo, girl." So Jesus told me it's all good. <laughs> so we started dating. That on, was 11, on Thanksgiving, eleven twenty six, two thousand nine. We yeah. started dating. And I remember telling Mike, like, hey, let's not make it a Facebook official yet. Like, let's just kind of give us time to be us. She was ashamed of me. I, that had nothing to do with shame, and it had everything to do with, like, I um, I had put a lot of pressure on myself. This isn't purity culture. This is Paige Guzman. Um, I had put a ton of pressure on myself to only date one guy and get married to that one guy. Um <laughs> Here's why. In high school, I quote-unquote dated a guy. Nothing ever happened. But we held hands and... I know. Such a hussy. And he, while we were talking, made out with a girl at a party. And um, then they started dating. Like, didn't talk to me. But he for sure talked to her. And I was so distraught over that. It hurt so bad. So I decided I didn't want to go through that pain ever again. So I decided that I would not date anyone unless I thought I was going to marry them. So I had to put a lot of pressure on myself Mm -hmm. to only date someone that I was going to marry. Now, whether or not that was good or bad, I've gone back and forth over the years, but it saved me a lot of heartache and I'm thankful for that. So Mike and I became official on Facebook the next day, and I like remember so vividly opening up my laptop because smartphones didn't exist, 
and we I accepted his relationship request or whatever. <laughs> And then I laid down on my bed and took a nap because I had like a panic attack of like, oh my gosh, did I just ruin my life by dating someone? Ugh, I didn't ruin my life. In fact, I made it a thousand times better. I just didn't know that at the time. Did anybody tell you that, it, that you shouldn't date me? I had my roommate who told me not to date you. I want names. <laughs> You know no, no. who it was. She didn't like you because you were overweight. That was the only reason. She thought I could do better. Oh, you could do way, way better. But I love your character. And I love who you are. And I love your shape. So I don't think it's a matter of doing better. I think I did the exact best. Oh. No, no. That's really sweet of you. And also really shallow of that roommate. I know. It is really shallow of That's that all right. roommate. That's all right. I get it. I mean, you're, you're young and in college, you know. Um, There's, I, guys, <laughs> side note, side note, side note, side note, side note. So we're in college, right, at Bible college, and everybody's trying to date everybody. I had this guy come up to me, and he had just come out of maybe a three-year relationship, which in Bible college, like, That's everyone knows you're getting married at that point. Like, three years, why don't you have your first baby yet, right? <laughs> Second kid. Second <laughs> so kid. he came out... Of this relationship, and he said, Paige, I'm not ready to date anyone yet, but when I am ready to date someone, you're one of the three people that I'm looking at to date. Whoa. And I want to tell you, I told this to someone else, and they were like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, so sweet? If I ain't number one, then I ain't nothing. What like, the heavens? No. you don't. Who says that to someone? You're one of three. I can't decide. Ladies, know your worth. Like That shows... No. Overconfidence and lack of game, because you mm-hmm. never, you, you never, you, you never, you never give too much information. When you, when you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I feel about. Like, why would he say that? But that's just a weird thing to tell someone. That's a very weird thing to tell somebody. Hey, hey, you're my backup. <laughs> right? <laughs> just, and like, no, it's like you're my backup's back. You're my backup right. backup. And what's the like? Is that a compliment? No. For somebody with zero self-esteem, which whoever you told, and they were like, oh, <laughs> that person, I got no self-esteem. Hopefully they do now. But uh, so anyway, we started dating and it was awesome. And awful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> hold on, I, I got to tell this part. Okay. So it, while I was praying about it, me and Paige were still hanging out and we go to, um, the shop, which is a coffee shop that we went to all the time. It was made up like a um, an old a mechanics garage. place. Yeah, and so they called it the shop. Which we're is sitting really on cute. this big thir- three four person leather couch, and we're sitting on each opposite ends. You know, turned toward each other, talking. You know, um, and she mentioned something about the nines table, which is something you do with your hands to you know learn your nines table. And I never, I didn't, I didn't know it. I had never nine learned this times table, nine yeah. times table, whatever. And she goes, you haven't. So she scoots all the way over and where our hips are touching. Oh, our hips are touching. Listen. <laughs> and she, she puts one arm in between my other, my two arms. So like both of our hands are up, but they're like intertwined. And she's like, put your hands up. And I, I still to this day have never felt those kind of butterflies 
in my entire life. And it was like the most romantic and like, and I was like, oh, yep, that was the Lord. (laughs) No, it was not. He just spoke to me through that. That's hormones. That's (laughs) It was hormones, but it was, it was great. And I love it. Um, so anyways, we started dating and I had no idea how to date at all. I had no scope of imagination of how to date. And at that time I was doing youth ministry with, uh, my college or with my church that I was going to. Uh, and at that college group, I had a youth girl and her mom was amazing, just stinking amazing. And I just remember every time she went to pick up her daughter, like she would stop and talk to me. And now as a mom, I know exactly what she was doing. Like Mm -hmm. she wanted to know Mm -hmm. who was investing in her daughter and she wanted to make sure that she was like the person investing in her daughter was okay. But also what a massive gift she gave Mike and I was that she was willing to invest in us. Yeah. I, and I... Kiersey Connolly, I love you with everything in my soul. Yes. Chris, you are a okay. delight. And I <laughs> hope amazing. that we could be one-tenth of what you guys are. So I, when I dated prior, I dated a lot. And I did a lot of stupid stuff. And I didn't do any, any of it right. Like, I had no idea how to, how to court and, like, have people invest in you so that way you can invest in each other better. I always picked up chicks at the bar. And dated friends of friends and stupid crap that, you know, was never any depth to it. <clears throat> so this time I was open to really like, I was open to do it right. And so, um, cause honestly I was trying to date for marriage for like the first time in my, in my entire life at the age of 25. Um, and so Paige introduced us, introduced me to the Connollys and it was probably one of the best investments relationally I've ever had in my entire life still to this day. Yeah, they're still really good friends of ours, and they've come to Nashville a couple of times, and we've been back to their home. They're just incredible, incredible humans. So they mentored us while we were dating, which is kind of a, a silly... I, it felt silly at the time, but it was probably the smartest move that we've made. Yeah. And legitimately, we would not be married if it was not for them. No, we wouldn't have made it. They encouraged <laughs> us. They helped point us in the right direction. Encourage communication. And they, they, they would like ask us the hard questions while we were there together. <clears throat> and also, they, they were just so... Um, they kept us honest in a lot of ways. Yeah. So <laughs> things are going really good between me and Paige. One thing that we, we learned quickly, though, is we both handle things differently, like most people do and most people in marriages do. Um, we would argue <laughs> and I, and like Paige would get loud and I would get quiet. And so we were like learning how to like argue with each other and like, um, what am I trying to say? Like manage, manage getting to know each other and like have a relationship with each other. Have good conflict resolution. Yeah. And anyway, I don't know. I was trying to go with that. But anyway. Connelly's really helped us with that. They did. So one of the biggest things we fought over was again, Bible college, people get married in two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting to know why the mess was he not proposing to me? We knew two weeks into dating that we were going to get married. We had talked about it. We were on this drive and we were going to um, another, the internship in Idaho. We were driving to a play that some of my youth girls were in. Wasn't it Annie? Little House on the Prairie? Anna Green Gables, whatever. Yeah, Anna Green Gables. There we go. You right. So we're driving to this play, 
and it came up and I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not dating. Like, are you wasting, I'm not dating just to date. Like, I, are you wasting my time? Mm-hmm. And Mike said, no, like we're, like, I'm in this to win it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, we're getting married. So that, and literally at that, then I knew she wanted that too. Um, so I started saving up for a ring and I went and did the old layaway system where I went into the jewelry shop and I made payments every week. Um, I would go in there and I would literally ask them like, Hey guys. And because they knew me because I went in there every single week with whatever money I had. And I was like, can I see it? <laughs> and I would, I would literally hold it just to remind myself what I was doing. If any guys from the 808 or Mina house are listening, I would like to apologize for Mike stealing your food so that he would have money to put away for my ring. Listen, I, I like my ring. I was a poor college kid <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I tried to save up as much as I could constantly, which meant that I would often steal food from my, my roommates. Paul would. Sorry about that. Buddy. Oh man, I ate a lot of Paul's food. You're a jerk. Listen. But Listen, also, thanks for marrying Paul Wood. Lots of tuna, lots of ramen, lots that's of mac what and you cheese. Bought, what you did. That's what they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we that's what we all had. Um, so I thought Mike, Mike knew that I loved the Fourth of July. Oh my gosh! This it story. is it is still my favorite holiday. I love fireworks. I love hot dogs. I love water. I love barbecues. What is not to love about the Fourth of July? So on the Fourth of July, we're at his family's cabin. Um, off of this beautiful lake. Lake Ponderay. And where there's fireworks going off. And I thought Mike was going to propose. I thought for sure Mike was going to propose. Mm-hmm. Mike did not propose. So we're, we're leaving. It's nighttime. We're up in the mountains. And we get in the car. And she starts weeping hysterically. Okay, I'm not weeping hysterically because your entire family's in the van. I'm not no, weeping no, no, no. hysterically. We were in your car. Okay. Yes, we were. I was sad in the family car. I weeped hysterically in my car. You're right. That's when right. we got back to your house. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, who touched you? What happened? Who hurt you? And she goes, what'd you say? You didn't Why did I me. thought you were going to propose to me. <laughs> and okay. I was like. And I think I, you laughed. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I was like, What? <laughs> What 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 would make you think I was going to propose to you that day? You just day? said that you've been saving since two weeks. At this point, we've been dating for like nine months. So, mm-hmm. how much are you saving? Two dollars a week? Oh, I had no money. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was a huge conflict between us. Like I remember one time, I, I so I find I had gotten the ring, and. Literally. What were you waiting on? I had gotten it. And then a day later, Paige took me to like three different like vintage shops to, sh- to look at like those like vintage rings that people trade in or whatever. We didn't actually go in. We got into an argument. Uh, on one street. time we did, we did go into one. Okay. And then we got into a big argument in the street. You stormed off. And I literally and thought... Mike of, refuses to follow. I do. I'm not, I'm not a follower. Like... Mm-mm. Will cement feet stand right Mm-mm. there? Will not like. I'm not. I'm not gonna. He considers it playing a game. Yeah, I'm not gonna play a game. I'm not. Paige, come back. Where are you going? No. <laughs> and as you run away, I'm, hey, no, come back, come back. No, I'm not doing that. Why are you Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <All> right, uh, <laughs> I know kung fu. Um, yeah, I had the ring the whole time. We got in this big freaking argument, and I wanted to take it out. I had it in the back of my car, actually, in my bag. And I thought about taking it out and <laughs> chucking it at her. <laughs> like, you want it so bad? 
Here you go. Knowing what I know now, you showed a lot of restraint in those. <laughs> Maybe I didn't get under your skin as much. No, you didn't. It's really <laughs> hard for me. So, tell me about when you did propose. Tell Man. me about your thoughts about like planning and scheming our proposal. I love doing a whole, like, uh, to celebrate or to do something special a whole day. Shouldn't be a minute. Should be a whole day. So I had this whole day planned out. We we're gonna go see a movie. We were gonna go eat at um, Madeline's, where our first date was. And I was gonna take you to a park in Green Bluff and like lay out a blanket and like have food and like make it all oh, romantic and look at the rolling hills. Um, it was really hard to find a place that would let me and that would not be packed because mm. it was the fall. And <clears throat> so I borrowed. My friend Derek DeHan's nice car. What up, Derek? We love you. Um, and we went to Madeline's. And then we went to um, the Rose Garden. Didn't we? Yeah, it was the Rose Garden, wasn't Manito. it? Manitou. Manitou Park. It's a beautiful park. If you're in Spokane, Washington, you got to go to Manitou. Everybody will tell you that. Um, but I remember walking around with Paige, and we're like in one of those like over like the arches thing where like they make the arches out of the plants. And like... <clears throat> okay, so she, my, let's pause right there. Since July, I, every day, every time we hung out, I thought Mike was proposing. Which is a lot. This is a lot. And this was November 10th, 2010. You have a habit of putting pressure on yourself. Right. <laughs> I put a lot of pressure on myself about all things, stupid things too. So this is Jul- so July to November, every single day, I thought Mike was proposing. So I was getting dressed and I was like, I joked to my roommate, I was like, does this look like, yes, I will marry you. Um, and we went to Manitou. They have these arches made out of like those bushes, greenery, whatever. And I thought to myself, I said, okay, um, this would be the perfect place for him to propose. So I'm going to look up at the greenery and like give him a chance to propose. Can we talk about control? I literally look over. And mind you, the, the ring is in my pocket. And He's wearing these cargo shorts. I've never once seen him wear cargo this, shorts. And this box is bloody huge. I mean, it is so big. Um, did you have to buy cargo pants to fit it in? I think I did. Anyways. Anyways. You couldn't have just like put the ring in your pocket. <laughs> no. Because like I, if a big box drops out, okay, that sucks. It's ruined, but I didn't lose it. If the ring drops out, that's just preposterous. So anyway. Um and I see her looking up at these <laughs> this shrubbery. And I'm like, what the hell is she looking at? <laughs> I was like, and he like keeps trying to get me to go to this gazebo. It's like a and cement. I thought it's to like myself, a cement. I prayed to myself. I was like, you know what, Lord, help me to enjoy this day. Obviously, he's not proposing. So if he's not proposing, let me just enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. So we get over to the gazebo where it's about to happen, guys. It's about to go down. <laughs> Have any of you guys seen Sound of Music? All of you seen Sound of Music? So there's that part where Liesl's like, I am 16 going on 17. Mike has never seen <laughs> the sound of music. So I'm sitting there doing the leaps from each side of the gazebo. And Mike is like, what are you doing? I'm like, sit down so we can talk. Also, there's these people talking on oh the side gosh. about organic gardening. So Paige is jumping around like a five-year-old. <laughs> Eat a bunch of red dye. It's my specialty. And then there's these people talking about gardening right next to us with their dogs. We don't know them. And then somebody comes up that we know. It's like a friend of a friend of a friend to come stop and talk to us. And I'm like, this is taking so long. Also, let me pause here and say, 
uh, six weeks to two months before this, I had brought Mike dinner at his work, and we went to a park nearby and got subs. Now, knowing now that Mike is a massive Office fan, he did what Jim did to Pam, and he bends down and ties his shoe, but he pretends like he's proposing to me. So, when... Uh, I responded a lot like Pam did and then said, I hate you. Don't ever do that again. I hated every moment of that and I was not as cool as Pam. So I feel Nobody's as cool as Pam. Hashtag Jenna Fisher. Love you. So I feel Mike move and I say, he's going to do it. He's going to fake propose again and he's going to hurt me. But I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. I protected your heart. As you, as you asked. So finally, <clears throat> she's like, hey, let's, she's like getting antsy, you know, because she's a five-year-old. She's like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let's just, let's just sit here for a minute. I'm, I'm like sweating bullets stressed out on my mind at this point. She sits down. Why are you stressed out? You know I'd say yes. I know, but I'm trying to make it happen. And all this crap's being thrown at me. It was really frustrating. Anyway, so finally we sit down and she's looking away. And then I get on one knee. I said, I said, close your eyes. And I get on one knee. So that's when I felt him move. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to fake propose again. Mm-hmm. He's going to fake propose. He's going to break my heart. I, bop, I popped that ring out and I said, open your eyes. And you responded with... Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry for little ears in the room. Listen, midgets can hear swear words. We are cutting that out. No, we're not. Um, and, I was, and I laughed. And then we hugged, we kissed, and we were engaged. Again, a controlling move of mine. I said, aren't you supposed to say nice and flowy things and pretty things? Yeah, like I am like, have some big old speech prepared, which, I mean, I'd get to a point. But also, I think, the, I think the gesture, I think the gesture itself is nice and flowy. <laughs> so um, You did say some nice things. And then we went around and we showed everyone the ring. We went to like my mentor's house, mm-hmm. the Connollys. We went to my pastor's house. And then here's here's the best part. Whose birthday party was it? We we we, we posted online a picture of was it. Was it Kristen Hibbert's? It was Kristen Hibbert's. Now Thompson, love you, boo. I think I'm ninety percent sure it was. So we go over to this is just name dropping at yeah, this really point. Is. <laughs> it really is uh, Sam Keithley. Uh, we went over to to Sam's house, and there's a bunch of guys living there, and. We walk in, and at this point, we had been posted for like two or three hours online. And at that point, in college and in Facebook, that's how everybody communicated. And everybody knew. It still is. But you know, we walk into this house party. And and the the first couple of people were like, Mike and Paige, yeah. And then it like erupted like a wildfire. I mean, the place erupted. And it was was so cool. Uh, It made me feel like a rock star again. Happy birthday, Kristen. Happy birthday, Kristen. (laughs) And it was awesome. It was... It was really fun to like be surrounded by friends. Yeah, and, um, and people be really supportive and like it was just super happy for yeah, us. It, yeah, it was. And it was a fun, but like that party rocked. It was a good. It was party. a dance party down in the basement. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah, it was a, it was a really a lot lots of fun. Um, so Mike, we just went over you proposing to me. Why did you want to marry me? Because you're a hot piece. Can I? So. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Uh, actually, the reason I wanted to marry you was because I had never been more attracted to someone, someone's character in my entire life. I had dated for looks and dated for other stupid reasons. 
What are you saying, Mike? What are you saying? No, solely for those reasons. I, I, I'm excited. The way I met people back then, you know, um, you were a constant delight hmm. and you were overly authentic and you were a lot. <laughs> you were, you are a lot. I am. And I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> what? Also, our counselor said, I love you really loud. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why you were so attracted to me, because even when you put up all the barriers and all the walls, don't worry, I'm coming in and kicking them down. (laughs) (laughs) So Paige, why did you want to marry me? Uh, I talk about this a lot. I, okay, so I referenced earlier that I feel like um, the Lord hadn't released me to date Mike. I had spent that summer in Idaho, and in that summer, I felt like the Lord was releasing me to date. And I went on one date with three different guys. And Mike was, I think, the second in that summer. You went on one date with three different guys? So it's one date with one guy, one date with one guy, one date with one guy. No. Three dates with three different guys. (laughs) Right, but only lasting one date is gotcha. Uh and during that time. I just kind of like got a feel for what dating was like, and you were the easiest person to talk to. It has never felt hard to connect with you. It's Mm. never felt hard to just shoot the breeze and have fun and and enjoy life together. You were very first my friend, and that made wanting to date you all the easier. I like you. I like you. I like you. I like you. So it's been 10 Just years. the way you are. It's Thanks, been... Daniel Tiger. Let me sing my song. I am letting you sing your song. I always let you sing your song. Um, <laughs> so it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. Why do you stay married to me? Actually, I mean, it's been 12 years. I mean, besides, you know, the, together. the financial burden that it would bring onto <laughs> The crippling amount of financial burden that would happen to me if we did not stay married. Is it's that what you're saying? Yeah, BB King says it's cheaper to keep her. I'm sure it's the exact same way with cheaper to keep them. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've done the math. It's, it's not that much. <laughs> I stay married to you one because marriage is a choice and it's a commitment, but I enjoy staying married to you because you're still really easy to talk to. I love being your friend and being your biggest advocate. My favorite thing in the world is to support you and cheer you on. Um, I love encouraging you and helping you succeed in life. Um, Also, side note, you're an incredible dad. I don't know dads like you. You enjoy being a parent. Um, It's never once been a this is all on you thing for me from you you have never told me (laughs) that it's all been on me to parent our kids you have from day one known that it is a partnership and you partner very well you take protecting me very serious you always have my back you never tune me out that's important What about you? For me, why do you like to stay married to me? I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. 
Is it because marriage I good go- like you? Is it because I sing 16 going on 17 in gazebos? No. no. Is that the way to keep Um, you? Well, there's lots of reasons. The first one, you know why. (laughs) (laughs) You are 14. I am 14. Them lumps. um, Or humps. The lovely lady things. Whatever. (laughs) Check Uh, it out. Check it out. Uh, uh, The second reason... um, Honestly, because you, there's no quit. There's no quit in Paige. There is, you are the most persistent and hard-headed and the most wonderful way person that God has ever created. And even if I wanted to not be with you, I don't think you'd let me get away. <laughs> uh-uh! No, it, you, you love ferociously, um, almost terrifyingly in a way, but it's beautiful. And you want our kids to be incredible people who love Jesus. And that's all you care about. Like that, that is your sole purpose and you're fulfilling that. And life will never be boring with you ever. That is a good perk of me. It really I, is. I, I'm going to say I knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because you desire so deeply for me to be the best that I can be. Yeah. And it's... It's frustrating because I want to be lazy and not be the best I can be because that's how that's how we are sometimes are in our sin. Mm-hmm. But you push, 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 push in the best way possible, and I'm grateful for it. And I would never lose my best friend. Mm. You are my best friend. You're my best friend. I You're my best that. friend. That's not a song from Daniel Tiger. Don't even try to make that up. I'm not. Why did Daniel Tiger wear pants? Also, how are his parents so dang good? Like, you remember when he had a sandcastle in his living room and his mom didn't lose her mind? I would probably lock my kid in a closet for a week. It's sand in your living room. That's carpet. Also, why are your tigers so good at parenting? That's concerning. Babe, they don't let their kid wear pants. They may be good parents. But if but they're His they're reckless. Pajamas rec- have pants. They're reckless, and that's why I don't get blue with trolleys. Hey hey, we go to bed with pants on, okay, Daniel? But when we're out wandering around, just let it flow. <laughs> just let it flow. That doesn't make you any see sense. The conversations you have when you have kids, married. Yeah, married ten years and focusing on Daniel Tiger's attire. <laughs> well, guys, we really appreciate you joining us. This uh, is laugh so you don't cry. Love you, babe. Love you too. <laughs>